reading for this fourth Sunday of Pentecost is from Isaiah 66, beginning at the 10th chapter. Rejoice with Jerusalem and be glad for her, all you who love her. Rejoice with her in joy, all you who mourn over her, that you may, that you may nurse and be satisfied from her consoling breast, that you may drink deeply with delight from her glorious abundance. For thus says the Lord, Behold, I will extend peace to her like a river, and the glory of the nations like an overflowing stream. And you shall nurse, and you shall be carried on her hip, and bounced upon her knees. As one who com- whom his mother comforts, so I will comfort you. You shall be comforted in Jerusalem. You shall see, and your heart shall rejoice. Your bones shall flourish like the grass, and the hand of the Lord shall be known to his servants and he shall show his indignation against his enemies. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 10th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. After this, the Lord appointed 72 others and sent them on ahead of him, two by two, into every town and place where he himself was about to go. He said to them, The harvest is plentiful. But the laborers are few. Therefore, pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Go your way. Behold, I am sending you out as lambs in the midst of wolves. Carry no money bag, no knapsack, no sandals, and greet no one on the road. Whatever house you enter, first say, Peace be to this house. And if a son of peace is there, your peace will rest upon him. But if not, it will return to you and remain in the same house, eating and drinking what they provide, for the laborer deserves his wages. Do not go from house to house. Whenever you enter a town and they receive you, eat what is set before you, heal the sick in it, and say to them, The kingdom of God has come near to you. But whenever you enter a town and they do not receive you, Go into its streets and say, Even the dust of your town that clings to our feet we wipe off against you. Nevertheless, know this, that the kingdom of God has come near to you. I tell you, it will be more bearable on that day for Sodom than for that town. Woe to you, Chorazin! Woe to you, Bethsaida! For if the mighty works done in you had been done in Tyre and Sidon, they would have repented long ago, sitting in sackcloth and ashes. But it will be more bearable in the judgment for Tyre and Sidon than for you. And you, Capernaum, will you be exalted to heaven? You shall be brought down to Hades. The one who hears you hears me, and the one who rejects you rejects me, and the one who rejects me rejects him who sent me. The 72 returned with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. And he said to them, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Behold, I have given you authority to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall hurt you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, that, your, that the spirits are subject to you, but rejoice that your names are are written in heaven. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. We confess. Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ.
Amen. Let us pray that last verse we just sung. Jesus, send your angel legions. When the foe would us enslave, hold us fast when sin assaults us. Come then, Lord, your people save. Overthrow at last the dragon. Send him to his fiery grave. Amen. Our Old Testament reading this evening begins, Rejoice with Jerusalem and be glad with her, all you who love her. Rejoice for joy with her, all you who mourn for her, that you may be set and satisfied with the consolation of her bosom, that you may drink deeply and be delighted with the abundance of her glory. Now, I'm not sure how many of you have been to Jerusalem, and so maybe hearing verses like this strikes your ears as odd, or maybe you just assume that it doesn't apply to you. But Jerusalem is the city of God. Therefore, it is the mother of the church, including us. Jerusalem is truly your home city. And so when God says to rejoice, he means you and I as well. He says that our consolation, our nourishment comes from Jerusalem. Isaiah continues, Behold, I will extend peace to her like a river, and the glory of the Gentiles like a flowing stream. Then you shall feed, and you shall be comforted in Jerusalem. So Isaiah says that even us, even Gentiles, shall bring our glory to Jerusalem and be comforted there. So you're wrong if you thought earlier it didn't apply to you. It is truly for Jews, but it is also for Gentiles as well. Jerusalem is the place where we will find comfort and joy. So there is a way in which we can and should identify with Jerusalem and with what God does there, or we could try and go our own way. Thus Isaiah says, those who love Jerusalem should rejoice and those who mourn for her. You mourn over someone you love, not over someone or something that you are indifferent to. But it sounds rather specific. Jerusalem? And it is true there are ways in which it is specific and ways in which it is not. Just as in our gospel reading, there are ways in which our gospel this morning or this evening is specific. Either you are with Jesus, receiving his word, or you are not. And he doesn't mention nice outcomes for those who are not. But then we also see in our gospel reading that his word is heard not only in Jerusalem, that Jesus sends out 72 to bring the kingdom, his kingdom, to other places. The kingdom draws near in and by Jesus' words wherever it is proclaimed. And we see here that his word is spoken not only by him, but by those that he sends. And that is truly astounding if you think about it, that, that this is the way that God works. That he sends out men, ordinary men, fallible men. Nevertheless, they are the ones who bring his kingdom to all the parts of the globe. And as Jesus does this, he assures them and us that it is not only them that people hear, but Jesus himself. He who hears you hears me. 
Because that is true, it also brings an added cost to those who do not receive those men. He who rejects you rejects me, and he who rejects me rejects him who sent me. Likewise, in the Isaiah reading, there is comfort for those who love and mourn over Jerusalem, or there is God's indignation toward his enemies. So you see, great import is placed upon these words and whether or not people receive them. And receiving them clearly means repenting of sin and receiving the peace that comes from God through Jesus and his word. On the other hand, rejecting them means often not only not receiving them, but as Jesus warns the men that he sends out, they will be like wolves. And elsewhere he talks about persecution for his followers. The import of these words is met with either joy or impassioned rejection. When you get right down to it, indifference is not really going to be an option. So you see, something greater is going on with these words. And there is a very real earthly component to what is going on, that real men, real women, hear with their real ears and either repent and believe or do not. But there is also a spiritual, a heavenly component. And by that, I, I mean beyond the spiritual component for each person individually and whether or not they receive Jesus' words. Because when the 72 return to celebrate their work, Jesus says, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. So when his word goes out, through all of the various places and cities that it goes out to, it causes Satan's defeat. And that this is a battle, although battle might be an odd term because it's not like any other battle we know of, but the battle goes on here in church as Christ's word is proclaimed. And so that's earthly, and yet at the same time, it is a spiritual heavenly battle. We talked a few weeks ago about demons and specifically the option being Christ or demons. And here Jesus ties that to his word and the authority that, he, that it carries. That his word casts out demons. And that will mean that his word is fought against, as he mentioned earlier with the wolves statement. But his words have authority over anyone or anything that might fight against it. His word is more powerful. And in the midst of this battle, which can have real earthly consequences for the followers of Jesus, there is nevertheless a certainty of the peace that he gives, them, gives us through them. He says, do not rejoice at this, that the spirits are subject to you, but rather rejoice that your names are written in heaven. Jesus wants you to know that you are accounted for. Your name is written in heaven. So Christ, the Word, the Kingdom, Jerusalem, these are all both earthly 
and heavenly. And that these words are like no other words which come and go. No, the word of the Lord stands forever. And the reality that it brings us is an eternal reality. What goes on here at church with God's word is that God is playing for keeps. Later on, Jesus will tell his apostles, whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. But the forgiveness, the absolution that is proclaimed here is God's forgiveness. It is heavenly forgiveness. That Jesus has died and risen again at Jerusalem means that your sins have been atoned for and that you have eternal life in him. You see that his peace flows from Jerusalem. In Revelation chapter 21, as John records the end for us, he says, Then I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people. Your joy, your comfort, your sustenance, comes from this heavenly Jerusalem. And John says that one day it will be fully earthly. And you should know that there is no other place for you. This is your home. It is the city of God. And he brings it down so that we would dwell in it with him forever. And that whatever may make us weep and mourn over the current earthly Jerusalem will someday come to an end. But Christ, in the words that he speaks, even now you have the peace of God which passes all our understanding, but guards and keeps your hearts and minds in the same Christ Jesus forever. Amen.